Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast recorded Thursday, February 24th, 2022. Ways into the Russian it's has invaded Ukraine. Response is uh, strong from NATO and U.S., not quite really, really definitive, like this aggression can't continue, it must stop now, and uh, Russia must retreat now. Uh, it's not quite that direct, um, but it's kind of getting close to that. There's already talks of sort of just kind of surrendering Ukraine to Russia, that's kind of fucked up, but so it goes. Um, sometimes, I guess the action leaders take them doing anything to avoid war, it, but sometimes you, you, you gotta fight. You, you don't have a choice. You, I mean, Russia's just gonna keep going if they are allowed to take Ukraine. This is a uh, playbook out of Hitler, Hitler's era. So I think my personal opinion of this is that Trump, is that oh, Trump, Vladimir Putin is uh, maybe feels he's in the twilight of his years, wants to have some kind of violent death or something. You know, he wants to really force the issue. He has no intention of resigning, and he wants to. And he's not going to die of natural causes anytime soon. So I think he's kind of, it's like, seems what he, it's like that's the way he wants to go. He's going to force the uh, world to respond. Um, he's got all the power he could ever have, and he doesn't want to use that power to make his country better. He's going to instead use it to uh, risk the lives of innocent human beings for no good purpose. And uh, at some point, R Russia has to do something about the, their leader that has gotten out of control now. You know, he's been holding on to the post for quite a while, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And uh, that's what's going on in Russia. There's a lot of good people in Russia, and, you know, that country's been through a lot. Its people have been through a lot. They deserve better. But right now they're on the side of their armies on the side of evil and is invading another country purely because they can because the other country has a smaller military and there might be a a delay before the allies come to help out in a true to truly definitive way so it's kind of uh we're kind of at that weird now what because it's you know it's a it's a war that's happening missiles are being dropped bombs are being Lobs, tanks are rolling into town. Parts of Ukraine are being have been sacked by the Russians. It's revolution is happening, and it will not be televised. While this is going on, while this hot war is going on, uh, Russia is certainly directing its various cyber attack units to intensify their efforts. I think that's probably more the point of this particular war, if you want to call it that. It's just enough to kind of draw the eyes fully that way. And then I think the real attack is going to be more on the cyber level. Um, but, you know, it may just be Putin just sort of demonstrating that his army still has quite a bit of power and capability and all that sort of thing. Just look look what we can do. We can still conquer another country because we feel like it. You know? So. Somehow, somehow our species has to uh, come to terms with the uh, these, these toxic types that gain power and never yield it. Uh, men, they cause a lot of damage. Primarily men. You know, primarily the, these the extremely sociopathic types that their quest for power is all-consuming. 
and the care of nothing else. And even when they have all the power that you, you could ever possibly imagine, they're, they're just never satisfied. They always just want more. That becomes the entirety of their life on this planet. Just the, the, the quest for more power. And in many cases, it's by subjugating others. Uh, putting stresses on various other peoples in the form of pretty intense coercion uh, to stay in line so that they can hold on to their power. So, in other words, the power is not not really that legitimate. I mean, they ha they do have it, but it's not necessarily because they earn it. It's through it's through force and intimidation and coercion. You know, they don't. People aren't choosing for that person to. You know, they. They, they have no choice. The consequences are lethal if you step out of line. So, but that's uh, that's what's going on over there in NATO, Europe. Russia's attacking Ukraine. We will soon be involved in that, unless Russia doesn't stand down. But again, while while that's going on, a cyber attack is is happening on all all fronts. You know, that's going to be the way that they're going to will inflict quite a bit of economic damage and maybe ways of exploiting price levels and such, and maybe getting quite a bit of gains for their oligarchs in a short period of time. There is uh, already a expected spike in oil prices because of the uh, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. So it's, uh, it's disappointing. It is, it kind of, it's not really, still kind of actually a bit shocking to actually see the news on it, but it, you know, it's so numbed anymore, COVID times and surreal nature of the last few years, but, you know, it feels like it's been building towards something like this. Uh, our president, previously, the four, number 45, had a deep admiration for Putin and wanted to have a strong alliance with the man and also wanted to run his country the same way, in that similar kind of vindictive, cruel way, uh, with an all-consuming focus on individual power. So our 45th president had a lot of respect for Vladimir Putin and kind of uh, idolized the man. And Putin certainly knew that. And uh, what we really don't know is how specifically, what specific information Vladimir Putin was able to get over the time that Donald John Trump was the president. And how did he get it and such? Like, um, he's been given privy to certain information, most likely, over the last many years that has helped him plan a certain type of attack to know how to weaken the world alliance. Obviously, the Donald Trump era has had an impact on whether or not Vladimir Putin invades Ukraine, obviously. Obviously, the two are connected. That's how history kind of works. Things kind of flow into each other. Things build towards stuff. The United States of America, this was supposed like land of the free, home of the brave, vestige of democracy, elected a person running on a fascist platform. Because he was elected, you know, according to the rules that we had in place at the time, you know, he didn't win the vote, the vote but he won the election that we count as the official one. The, the second election that happens a few weeks after the people vote, a, sep a group of a much, much smaller group of voters, which, is, which varies by state, they voted several weeks later, and then they decided that Donald John Trump was the president. And that's, that's actually what happened. You know. So he did win in 2016 according to the rules that we had in place at the time. So it certainly created some added tension regarding the rules in place at the time. You know, this specific 
technicality that the way you become president is you win the electoral college. But who are the what is the electoral college? Who are the voters? Who decides who the voters are? Oh, it's the person who the candidate who wins the state. Then it's their voters. Well, what if you won by five thousand? You you know it's, it was fifty point one percent to forty nine point nine percent. The guy the person that got fifty point one, their voters get the vote in the electoral college a few weeks after the election. Just their voters. Guess how they'll vote. 100% towards the, the the candidate that they like. So they get to vote basically freely however they want. It's the, what the, what it is is if you're a candidate, you know, Trump and you win quote unquote Idaho, but let's say it's a close margin, 50.1%. You just barely etch out a victory, but you you win according to the results of the election on election night by the people. you want that doesn't truly become official until the electoral college voters vote a few weeks later which group of voters it is depends on who won the state so since donald trump won that state then the the voters who will get to vote are the ones that he picked his campaign picked so yes they will vote 100 percent donald trump even though that's not how the state voted that's not what the state said they weren't over, they weren't 100% Donald Trump even a state like Idaho which is probably like 80% Trump there's still some people that did not vote for him but that's not represented in the electoral college and then there's the of course the issue with the the electoral college voters it's not an equal ratio per state you know some California has tens of millions of people 55 electoral votes some states have fewer than a million and they still have three. You know, it, it's a fewer electoral votes, but the ratio of electoral votes to voters it varies by state. But nonetheless, it's what we had in place, and that's how Donald Trump became president in 2016. He won the technicality vote several weeks later because we hadn't, we haven't updated that particular silly rule yet. You know, it's a sort of weird, bureaucratic, nightmarish rule. That was placed decades ago to appease slave states. And for some reason, we just haven't been able to elect the right leaders to get rid of the stupid thing. The Electoral College is dumb. But it allowed a person that wasn't really, that did not have true, the true majority supporting him of the people, become president anyway. And it's happened a few times now, but the Trump case was the 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 ground zero for examples or whatever for like why we need to abolish the electoral college because of the margin of victory that he lost by in the in the vote and then the fact that he was so wildly incompetent you know there's this you know we also have bipartisanship we only have two organizations so we got to have you know it's got to just be what the people want because the pendulum swings a little too heavy sometimes. But because he became president, he was able to be granted quite a bit of power. You know, what was he doing prior to being president? He was a game show host. He was a corrupt businessman. He had been wanting to get business going in Russia for many years. His son, Eric Trump, once said in an interview that Russia was the bulk of their portfolio. Like where the money came from. Many of the or the buildings that had Trump on the on the tower there, that had Trump on the top of the building in gold, were areas that placed that participated in uh, money laundering in various forms, or at least there's accusations of it. At least the paper trail seems to suggest that. As far as being guilty of a crime, you're innocent until proven guilty. And when you're uh, when it comes to white collar crime, they're extremely difficult to pr to prove. And there's been all kinds of various tax loopholes created for wealthy people so that they can create these types of shell corporations to sort of transfer debt from one place to another, and sort of pr keep things aloft, even if you're not really generating anything, even if you're not really. 
truly conducting any actual business that's generating revenue and paying actual bills. Well, we had a corrupt politician at the helm for four years. He bent over backwards to appease Russia. He also uh, appeased the fascist elements of our society and, and kind of fanned the flames of that element of our society. Charlottesville, you know, Nazis marched in Charlottesville. Fucking Nazis, man. Fucking Nazis. And one of them drove his car at a high rate of speed into a crowd of people and murdered a woman. Fucking Nazis. Fascists. Like, it was pretty disgusting. And the people of Charlottesville, because the, the Nazis came from out of town to try to, whatever, <laughs> claim territory or something. Like, no, no, man. The people of Charlottesville said, no, get the fuck out of here. But uh, the Nazis came ready to fight, and that's what they were there for. They wanted to cause violence. They came with a heavy hand. And we all saw it. That was years and years ago now. Donald Trump said there was violence on both sides. He, he, he tried to do the moral equivalency thing. And because he did it, and he was president at the time, it gave lots of other people the uh, green light to try to do the same, to give some sort of moral equivalency to Nazis and then peaceful protesters telling the Nazis to go away, that they need to leave. They need to get out of the town peacefully and just, just turn and go away. You're not welcome here. Sorry. Not when you're like that. Okay? When, when you're ready to lose the hatred, embrace love and brotherhood, true brotherhood, brotherhood of man, you know, embrace life, then you can come back. But as long as you want to be a Nazi, no, no, sorry, you're... you're you're promoting violence to others, so you're not welcome here. You're, you're, you're causing violence to others. You're causing harm to fellow humans. You are not welcome here. You know, that, that's what they were about. That's what the Nazis were about. And then Trump was violence on both sides. So, needless to say, that everything, things are interconnected. That's how history works. We are on a planet that is one planet in the big, vast void of the universe. You know, we like to things, think that things happen in a vacuum. That's not how it works. No. We were the most powerful nation in the, on the world, on the planet, supposedly. And we had a certain responsibility, and we negated our responsibility on full public stage. We had a certain responsibility to take the vote seriously of who we vote for president of the United States, and millions of people did not, including media. They did not take the, the election seriously. They did not. A famous white guy who's a host of a game show starts saying racist stuff about the first African-American president. For whatever reason, it became nightly news. Why? Why? It was frustrating and annoying, but it was a long, slow descent. And now here we are, that aspiring fascist who became president of the United States of America, his buddy and pal, his idol, just a, a year plus after Donald Trump lost the election, but is, still has a large contingency, including most of the Republican Party, fully supporting him. What, what does Vladimir Putin do, do? That's when he invades Ukraine. Yeah, because we're all fucked up right now. We got our heads up our ass, you know. We, collectively, we fucked up, you know. When our society allows a, a fucking game show host with zero experience, who's famous for being a con man to become the president of our country, We've, we've taken our eye off the ball. You know, we've kind of given up and no longer give a fuck. And are not taking our job as the supposed dominant country on the planet very seriously anymore. Rudy Giuliani was on The Masked Singer a few weeks ago. 
I'm sure there's plenty of people that saw that clip and stuff. Neato. Yeah. The revolution will not be televised. It will be a distorting surrealness of reality that will be hard to process, and all of a sudden they're knocking on your door, and then they're banging through your door, and there they are. Ha! You know? Like, people got to wake the fuck up, you know? Like, we elected a fascist, and now in a, his, his, the government that he, like, adored is now invading another country. A bold, blatant fascist move. Even filmed the uh, the the Security Council session in front of his uh, Security Council, where he asked them one by one if they approve of the thing that he did while he was glaring at them. You know, they understand the implications of saying, of disputing his authority, especially on public TV. You don't do that in Russia. You're not really allowed to. There's consequences for standing up to Vladimir Putin. But now. As our country's just kind of descended into madness over the last few years, and it, who, what is the leadership? What is our, what are our ideals? What does our country represent? Who knows? It's not really clear at the moment. We got confused over many years. We've had some better leadership over the last year, but we still got quite a bit of completely incompetent, unethical, amoral, narcissistic, sociopathic individuals in control of the government. Those specific humans. The government is, is not an entity unto itself. It's a, it's a wide collection of people. And the type of people who keep getting elected seem to not have a whole lot of moral conviction. Many do, you know, and they're, they're out there, you know, but uh, many do not. And they have both R's and D's next to their name. There's uh, too large of a contingency of the uh, unethical ones who have the R's next to their name currently. You know, some of them even supporting Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Wow. Wow. It, you know, they were able to get away with nominating Donald John Trump. So what does even matter anymore? You know. Once, once you nominate him, in any sort of moral high ground you were trying to claim in the past, it's gone. Like, who are you kidding? That guy? And then you can try to claim moral, moral high ground? No. No, your your organization nominated a game show host, famous con man guy, a fucking clown. But. God bless them. There was millions of folks that just didn't know that for whatever reason. For whatever reason, they didn't know he was a con man, and the Republican Party was willing to take advantage of those people and to lie to them so that they could gain more power for themselves. And while they were focused on that kind of stuff, Vladimir Putin was busy doing his, his thing because he's a, he's a far more diligent fascist. Donald Trump is a lazy fascist. So he had the stuff that he was trying to propose, and then, like, he got to sign a tax bill in early 2017. He was real proud of himself. He was so happy. Republicans were, too. It lowered taxes for the wealthy and corporations. That's what they were focused on. That's what they've been focused on. And Texas is also focused on making sure that abortion is illegal. That's what they're focused on. Yeah. That, that's going to improve life somehow. I'm not quite sure how, but there's going to be people skipping in the streets, I guess, because abortion's illegal in Texas. So that, that's what the Republican Party does. They cut taxes for wealthy. They cut taxes for corporations. They cut investment into infrastructure. Creates a sagging economy, a lot of apathy, division, destruction, homelessness, and just a... Uh, eh. A losing of a standing in the world as well. Yay! In 2016, they nominated a fascist as well. And then that guy buddied up to Putin. Did whatever he could uh, do to 
condone anything that Putin did. It was embarrassing. I hope we don't have the war doesn't go any further, but it's obviously going to. It's just how it is. It's like it's happening in slow motion. That's what it'll be. One last hurrah from the authoritarian corners of the world. But there's just a few of them. <laughs> They're not just not just Russian, China, North Korea. They're, there's plenty. Mostly ruled by sociopathic, uh, narcissistic men. How they became to be such a way, that's a... Yeah, that's a, that's a study for, I don't know, forensic psychologist or something? I don't know. How do people come so consumed with power that they're willing to cause and inflict so much damage, you know, for their own... Because then they'll, they'll have a certain message that, that they'll, you know, think spreading positivity. I suppose my own, so that's like, it's one of the reasons why I've always had a fascination with Mr. Trump, ever since I was a kid, because it's kind of the, like the Prince and the Popper story, when I was a little kid, first learning about Donald Trump, I was living in a trailer, and then like base housing and stuff, parts of his personality I relate to, like him being, uh, well kind of blunt and kind of being an asshole, and then maybe also kind of being a playboy when he was younger and stuff, I guess, um, but he was, um, I don't know, he didn't really seem to stand for anything, purely except how much money he had. And then I, I would, his older brother, who died fairly young, uh, he's, he's a person in Trump's family that I would relate more to, I would think, if I was born into a family like that, with extravagant wealth. I would want to find more enriching things to do with myself than just accumulate money since that all that's already covered why focus on making more money you already have all the money so now live you know so but he did not do well in the uh, Trump family where you know quest for money and power was what you needed to be that's how Fred Trump Donald Trump's father led the led the family and that's how it was I wonder if, like, with Vladimir Putin, if it's, like, uh, kind of a similar thing, but, but, you know, growing up in Soviet Union, Russia, like, so even, good God, I can't even, I don't even, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's stuff that that guy experienced as a kid that, that would be probably considered child abuse or something, like, uh, to someone else or something, like, there's, like, you, there's a disconnect that that guy, Putin, has that's, I don't know, you know, like, just the years in the KGB, you know, what, how does one get to be that? I wonder what he was like as a kid. Was he already exhibiting certain, like, I don't know. It's, um, because he, he is kind of short. You know, like, is it all just because of his height? Like, Napoleon complex or something? I don't know. It's, um... He's not, he's not that short. I think he's, like, like 5'9 or something. I don't know. But either way. Like, where does all that rage, you know? Because that's what, you know, the, the willingness to cause violence to others just... Like the actual doing it, and then, then there's actual tanks in cities where people were living and just moving about, living their lives a few days ago. Now there's fucking tanks rolling through, because Vladimir Putin ordered them to do that. Many in Russia do not want that to be happening. Vladimir Putin ordered it anyway. It's like it, it's just it's happening because he wants it to happen and he has the power to do so. How does one get to a that kind of spot? And how do how do we have more societies where there just isn't that kind of power bestowed upon anyone? You know, like, no one should have that much. Where it's just... 
you know. United States, there's like certain uh, you know, chain of command and stuff, and you have to give legal orders. You can't you can't give an order that's uh, you know disobeys the rules of the Geneva con Convention and such. Well, I suppose you can, and then uh, the pro the issue comes if uh, whether or not someone obeys said order, like how uh, U.S. military personnel treated prisoners of war in uh, during the invasion of Iraq. Um, you know, it was inhumane, and then Guantanamo Bay and stuff. You know, but there's, we have we are a society of rules and. But we've been unwilling to demonstrate how our rules work for others, and and then in that it it kind of shows that yeah, within our own system the rules are vary from person to person and how well they'll be enforced. It kind of depends on what your religion is, what you look like, how poor you are, and stuff like that. It's not a it's not blind justice in our country. That's why our society allows Guantanamo Bay to exist. That's why there was kind of a controversy during the Iraq time and with how the prisoners of war were being treated. But, you know, it wasn't... There was plenty of people that supported it and stuff, you know. So because, you know, that that's a reflection of how our own domestic... of how we treat our own citizens when they have to... Uh, interact with the criminal justice system it's not it's certainly not equal you know we have plenty of video and articles about how it differs from certain communities how police respond to certain calls given what call is and who's giving the call who's you know what what did the people look like involved there will be differing responses and then if charges are filed there are differing judgments based off of what the people look like and what their socioeconomic standing is. There's considered different severity of crimes depending on who is able to commit said crime. Like certain white collar crimes are sometimes like more allowed to happen because that's just what people with that kind of money can do. So maybe they every once in a while they have to pay a fine, but it's it's a certain kind of stealing or or bribery in some cases, or extortion, or fraud, you know, or or all the above, you know, many of the white-collar crimes. But because it's wealthy people doing it, living luxurious lives, it's there's it's kind of viewed differently, and there's kind of time can lapse, and then so it's almost like they can get more money out of that particular venture before they have to pay a fine for earning money that way or something, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I get down uh, a lot of different rabbit holes when discussing uh, impending war and between our country and that w we will eventually be involved in because we're part of the NATO alliance. But uh, impending war between Russia and Ukraine lot of rabbit holes to go to go down because that's what it is it's all we all it's all interconnected and there was a building towards this you know there's a slow collapsing of our society we're not in really the best position to give a true definitive response you know like, like the organization that picked Donald Trump to be president and then after all the stuff that happened to that guy and all the information that's been revealed since he was president that organization is still taken as like a legitimate option in our society. Like we're broken. You know? The 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 people in that organization that spoke the truth have been censured by the organization. You know, it's a those kind of things are like the be, the beginning embers of fascism. Where like anyone who speaks out, they are cast out immediately and they're and they're considered like not part of the thing anymore. You you must stay loyal at all times. That's that's how it starts. <laughs> it's a building of absolute power. 
It's the building of a concentrated of concentrated absolute power among a very small group. It's and it's a slow build. You know. But that's what the Republican Party leadership has been doing in full public view over the Trump era is getting it closer and closer to that. You know, and un under the guise and protection of the umbrella of the you know United States Constitution. There, I mean, there's certain laws and regs to get laws and regu regulations passed. And then if a law is unconstitutional, it's passed, it takes a while before it can be deemed unconstitutional. And then you can kind of muck up the works in other ways. All the while, your main focus is empowering the people that are already the most powerful. And then... You supported a fascist. How, how do, is your next candidate just more capable than Donald Trump? I mean, what if you have a candidate that has the same motivations as Donald Trump, but is just far more capable? It's kind of scary, you, you know. Donald Trump was willing to send like secret police out to Portland to uh, lock up protesters and stuff just without arrest or reading them rights or anything pretty crazy shit so we've already gotten little teases and Russia got to see how our citizens reacted under those kinds of situations and stuff a lot of information was revealed about our society over the last few years you know how united are we really you know and if we're not that united how strong is NATO and all that How how reliant are they on us? You know, are we still part of this whole thing? You know, how strong are we really? Because uh, yeah, we we showed our we showed our underbelly for several years running, and uh, there's still a certain portion that's gleefully doing it. You know, gleefully showing the underbelly. You know. And uh, it doesn't look good, you know. I'm seeing fewer and fewer red hats floating around, you know. I think there's a certain level of building shame in, in folks that were really proud, you know, would get in your face about it and stuff, broadcast their allegiance to the man, to the masses. I mean, gosh, I would hope there's some kind of building shame. Holy goodness. Wow. If you don't by now, you're still probably wearing that red hat. Uh-oh. Oh, goodness. God bless you. No wish you any harm or nothing, but... Oh, boy. Um, turn off Fox News. Start with that. Start with the easy stuff. Just don't listen to InfoWars or any sort of conservative media. Let's go a week. Go like a week without it. How are you going to stay informed? There's other ways. There's other ways to stay informed. Southern news outlets, but anything that's just conservative, purely conservative leaning. Uh, and if your auto response is liberal, 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 just unplug entirely for about th three days, maybe. No news at all. And then when you do plug in, just plug into a different source. Okay? Um, if you're still proudly wearing the red hat in nearly March 2022, or wanting to, or thinking about buying Trump paraphernalia, spending your hard-earned dollars on a Trump campaign for president in 2024, which is really just going to cover his legal bills because he's under civil indictment still. I know there's news about the criminal prosecutors leaving the case. It's most likely because it was not a button-down, dotted-the-I's, crossing-the-T's, pure 100% chance of conviction type of thing. Maybe it was only 94%. And that particular DA, new to the job, didn't want his first case right out of the job to be to try and criminally prosecute the former president of the United States of America. Given that, the civil suit is ongoing and is going very well. The abundance of information is abundant and, and overwhelming. Yes, there was fraud. What level of involvement did Donald Trump and his family have? Well, they're going to be asked that under oath. And if they insist on pleading the fifth to avoid self-incrimination, 
Okay. The jurors will get to use that in their deliberations. The people running the company were unwilling to ask answer questions under oath because it would incriminate them possibly of criminal activity. So take that into account when you're deciding how much money they should possibly pay in fines for the how they ran their company and the fraud that they caused to others and such. So yeah, if you're still wearing the red hat, God bless you. Don't wish you any will. But goodness gracious, you gotta have un you gotta unplug from Fox News for a while. Unplug from Infowars. Just unplug from it. I know if you start shouting and yelling and stuff about like what a whoo, all the more reason just to unplug. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. You are now focusing on breathing going to focus on breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in and out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. All you'll be asked to do now is turn off Fox News. You're just going to turn it off. Just going to turn it off. That's all you're going to do. That's it. Okay. Look around. Focus on breathing. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Focus on the breathing. Focus on the breathing. Feel and hear the sound of your own breath. Focus on it. Let your thoughts settle down. And continue to keep the Fox News off. We're going to keep it off for a while. In fact, let's even go maybe several weeks. I know. And as you start to get in that temperament to kind of Focus on the breathing. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Just breathe. Focus on the breathing. Just focus on breathing. It's important to focus on breathing. It's a precious thing. We are, we are alive right now. At least I am while I'm recording this podcast. There will be some day where I won't be alive anymore. But... This podcast might. Who knows? Might be still around. There might be people listening to this podcast someday. Long after I'm no longer here. And that is the same for you. So enjoy your time while you're here. Take time to focus on breathing. And take time to unplug from negative influences. Things that get that are designed to stress you out and cause you anxiety. Allow yourself to unplug. Including even this podcast at times, if it gets you too anxious listening to the topics, just turn it off for a bit. That's okay. I'm not really making this podcast necessarily to make money and such. It's just a very naive, optimistic hope that just saying positive things and thinking out loud in a constructive, positive way can have a positive impact on a more widespread way. Maybe inspiring others to speak their mind in a positive way as well. Maybe you could be one of those too, even if you are a person that's been listening to Fox News quite a bit and InfoWars and whatever. Remember, focus on the breathing and keep that Fox News off. As your mind wants to pick up new information, the desire to see what's going on, just seek out different sources. Make, maybe make that a, that's the goal. Three or four different sources. Each time you want to find a particular topic, start with three or four different ones. See how they are similar and different. Allow yourself to use your logical mind. Allow yourself to process information. Allow yourself to not be told what to think. Now, I do have strong opinions on the Republican Party, and full disclosure, my goal is to hopefully convince fewer people to vote for that organization until they get their, their act together. They do have some decent members, Adam Kinzinger, not even sure what his politics are, but the fact that he's willing to stand up to Trump, that's good.
As you continue to focus on breathing, focus on ways you can spread positivity. How can we avoid this war with Russia that's now going to come to pass? How can we better our own society? How can we invest things that are foundational, that will improve the lives of many, without hurting anyone? How do we do things like that? We can do things like that. We have the power to do them. So why not do them? Make sure you are registered to vote. When you are registered and it's time to vote, take the time to learn about all the candidates. And veer clear of candidates in this current time and place who proudly proclaim the R with no explanation. You know, they're, they're still proudly aligning themselves with that organization, that individual human being that's running for office. They're not, they're minimal taxation, small government, yada, yada, yada. Cool. Why are they not running as a libertarian? Why are they still proudly proclaiming their allegiance to that particular team right now in this time and place? Sometimes there is a, a, a justification for switching alliances. You know, and it's when a particular organization, it's when their values get too skewed away from what they originally were intended to be. You know, they proudly proclaim their association with Abraham Lincoln. The only association they have is the name of their organization they were members of is the same. That's it. That's the only similarity. But they proudly try to keep that bond, but it, they're, they're not. Mitch McConnell is not Abraham Lincoln by any stretch of the imagination. It's almost embarrassing to compare the two. They're both Republicans, though. So that's the similarity they have. Yeah, they're the party of Lincoln. In name only. But they could be the party of Lincoln once again, if they really wanted to be. It could actually appeal to, well, shit, even people like me. I like small government. I like fiscal conservatism. I like a government running Christian values. Yes, yes, yes. Sign me up, please. I like it. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, does that mean a government could still uh, invest in hospitals and schools? Well, of course. Yeah. Universal basic income. That's just kind of basic stuff. That's foundational type stuff. People would still be able to make plenty of money on top of having those basic foundational things. And ideally, they would make more because they'd be healthier and more educated. And with the basic income coming in, even if it's basic, it, it's just a bit of a that that's that little buffer helps a bunch when you're a real person. You know, when you're born with 400 million, you don't really have to ever, ever, ever struggle. That, that's just not. You can pretend later that you did, but it's not the same. You know. It's not the same as normal people, you know, regular people who work an hourly wage or whatever to in order to make enough money to pay their rent and stuff. And most likely rent, not a mortgage, you know, and to have enough food to eat. You know, for most people, it's it's a bit of a grind, you know. you got to kind of constantly stay at it, and you have to work in order to get the money. If you're born wealthy, you, you don't. And... You know, still to this day, there's an organization that that's that's who they're focused on is making sure those wealthy folks can get more money. And and do less, in other words, lower their tax rate. So they can just kind of keep more of the money that's just sort of coming to them, doing really nothing, just owning something. One can say they're the ones that took the risk. Oh, what what risk was that exactly? Inheriting a company no risk. Yeah. You're a multi-billionaire and you lose 80% of your portfolio. Oh my goodness. How? It means you would only have hundreds of millions left. So yeah, you'll be just fine. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. So we have our own version of oligarchs in the United States of America. We just have a different term for them. 
We like to think that we're so much different than Russia and so much better and stuff, but uh, they're just like a different version of us. They're like a, a slight inverse and uh, a darker reflection or something. You know, they're, they're what we would be if we were in that part of the world or something, because it's a little colder and harsher, but it's abundant with resources. But you got to dig into the ground to get them. But it's a cold, harsh place. Got to be pretty tough to live there all year round all the time, and if you're the descendant of the peoples that are, that never moved away, I'm sure it's even more resilient. No, I don't know. I'm hoping this this war doesn't go any further, and hope it dissipates quickly. But I'm not that confident that'll that's what it'll be. But hopefully, one can hope. I'm hoping more people vote, and uh, more people uh, just make smarter decisions when they vote. Stop voting for assholes, Re regardless of what letters next to their name. There's plenty of bad D's out there. Joe Manchin is, again, that West Virginia, do not vote w Joe Manchin. Pick anybody else but him. you got to do better than Joe Manchin. Y you can do better, West Virginia. You can. You can do better than Joe Manchin. I mean, it's, I guarantee it. It's, it's just, it's just a sheer numbers game, really. I mean, there's, you, you, if there's a, however many people in an area... What are the odds that one of them is a better human being and would be a better leader of that state than Joe Manchin? I would say it's 100%. What if there's only five people in the state of West Virginia? Let's see, the odds are pretty damn good that at least one of them would do a better job than Joe Manchin. So you got to get him out of there. You know, it's not his birthright to be a senator from West Virginia just because he's a wealthy white guy. But, you know, again, he's got a D next to his name, so it's important to understand that it's not a uh, annoyance. It doesn't purely go to the Republican. This, the Democrats are kind of the second on the list. They are the lesser of the two evils. So, help and pray this uh, war dissipates quickly and Russia is diffused quickly without, with minimal harm to life and I uh, hope people start making smarter decisions and uh, start living more positively taking better care of ourselves and our neighbors stay safe out there God bless this is Gary thinking out loud